0: he gouri krishna gur parampara ki jyare rinam pruthi jyare sri bhagavatam ite na samo samipu ki so we left off in the evening discussing about matura Nathan Gosamipu has invoked the blessings of Sri Matura Devi Gopalpuri here in his uh Mungalacharan so that he can write with the spiritual power derived from such blessings in the second part of this book about the place that corresponds with the highest love. Embodied in the gopis and Sriradha in particular, and we heard a little bit about that love this morning in our reading from Pujapadshuda Morya's talks. Madurga, Adirasa, Mukirasa. So, in today's discussion, we're going to discuss the first of three places within Matura, Mandala, the Thura-Mandala, the circle of Mathura. That's not enough. Also, also seeks blessings from. And in the context of that, some discussion of this Madhurya and other sentiments and how they work together harmoniously with one another should come up as well. So, sacred place places correspond with consciousness so if there's Krishna consciousness then there must be a place it corresponds with that should have much like to describe it something like planets of faith I mean, we discussed this yesterday to some extent we live in a plane of doubt suspicion and suspicion brings about suspension. We cannot move freely. We are alive, but our animation is suspended to some extent, a state of suspended animation, not the full expression of life, celebratory, singing, dancing, priya. What uh, is it? katanatyam gamanam avivamsi priyasakhi chidanandam jyoti paramapitarasvatyam cha. That's found in Golok, that place. Not suspended animation, because they had no suspicion. Doubt removed, land of faith. Faith is a tangible uh, reality in the uh, world today, often ruled, as it appears to be at least, on the surface by reason, not deep reasoning, not the kind of reasoning that reveals the shortcoming of reasoning itself in terms of its capacity to, to deliver comprehensive knowledge and what is comprehensive knowledge? Yeah, but what is it what does it mean? What does it do for us? We talked about this yesterday. Hmm? makes it happy. <laughs> that's knowledge. <laughs> well, ignorance is bliss, they say too, but it doesn't last. That's the problem. Hmm? <laughs> So that kind of bliss doesn't last. But lasting happiness, that is knowledge. Three movement. So they have knowledge. The world is ruled to some extent by reason and poor reasoning often at that, that, that dismisses faith as being a departure from reason. It is a departure from reason, but not a downward departure. It's upward it, is, it takes us uh, beyond where reasoning leaves off. If we are to go beyond the limits of reasoning, then we have to have a trans-rational method. So this is what this bhakti is about. It's it's not unreasonable, but the exercise itself is not just a rational exercise. It's an exercise of an and suspicious heart, doubting, heart. Faith, faith that is a bright thing in this world. Such a bright thing. All kind of faith. There's all types of faith, faith in all modes of nature. But there's a sense in human society that faith is virtuous. People say, well, anyway, at least she believes in it. That's good. At least you've got, you're doing what you believe in. Now we might object to that. Well, she believes in it, he believes in it, but it might not be a very good thing. Still, nonetheless, faith, conviction, thats virtuous, it's sattvic. It may be faith in the wrong thing, which will make it tamasic or rajasic, tinged by tamas or rajas, but in and of itself, it's virtuous faith. So the sense in human society, uh, universally, faith is virtuous, it's a good thing. Faith in scripture, that is sattvic. Mm. And faith in Krishna, Bhagavan says in, uh, to Udava, that, he said, that is transcendental, transrational. And that is the vehicle, that is the means to go from here to there. Not by reasoning, not by physical strength, power of mind, but by faith. And that comes from up to down, that comes within us by meeting faithful people. Those who have faith, they can give that. And they can give it to us, even if we don't necessarily want it. So it's a powerful thing. It comes in a form of agyata-sukriti, then agyata sukriti Then it shows its face above the ground. The smiling face, face of faith, it means freedom from doubt. It's happy. It's a kind of knowing you may not be able to articulate the knowledge, explain it but that will hopefully come in time it will become stronger then beginning entry to bhakti eligibility for bhakti is this faith shraddha, divine faith and when we reach the stage of ruchi this faith rays from the we begin to bask in the rays of faith we are in touch with the land of faith some contact the tangible contact is always there but it becomes tangible mm-hmm. noticeable we start to become like like those who live there ruled by the heart not by reason anymore that gives a super kind of reasoning we call shastra sunipun super kind of logic that comes from the <laughs> not from thinking but from the heart it provides those kinds of replies that uh, that just few words so much is said when Prabhupada would sometimes be asked things like such and such and such and such In the, about the Leela can you tell me he'd say, why don't you go there and find out this is Shastra sinu, Sunipun you understand it's not just memorizing so many verses but a kind of logic that uh transcends ordinary reasoning. Heart ruled. They are in that land, their heart ruled. In ruchi, bhakti, then some taste is coming. The heart has taken precedence now over the intellect. Before that, intellect will take precedence over an impure heart. And though the impure heart tries to impose itself upon us, intellect, strengthened by scripture, will suppress it, suppress it in a healthy way. This is nishta. And as ruchi comes, then heart comes out now. Nadanum nadjanum nasundaryum kwavitam va. Pure. This is shuddha. This is what it means, shuddha bhakti. Heart is pure. Still something to develop there. And what? That ruchi to be cultivated, and to condensed, and, uh, and turned into a, a new kind of attachment. As we've said before, attachment forms our material identity and it's attachment based on ruchi to the object of our love that will be the basis of our spiritual identity. And with that coming into view, that there's scope to function in the land of emotions, spiritual emotions, and to cultivate those emotions and live there, enter there once and for all. So, it's a tangible thing, faith. And it is our deity, this divine faith. Unfortunately, people make it their doormat. This is a shame. We should honor that. Where we see it coming in someone, from where we are not to rule over that. It is independent. She will come where she likes to come, through the medium that she chooses to a particular individual. If we see it, we can recognize it. It has symptoms. And then we are obliged to honor that. Not that we will rule over. You have to come in my way. You have to come to my guru only. And This is very uh, immature and dangerous. Dangerous thinking. We run the risk of trampling on this divine faith, as I say, making the deity our, our doorstep, that will hurt our own faith. In the future, that we will have to experience faith crisis then, mm. as much as we create a faith crisis for others, in the name of fostering faith. This is an unfortunate uh, state of affairs that we happen to have uh, just too much experience of in today's Godi of uh, community. So, you should be very careful about this. So, land of faith, beyond doubt, where our animation, our life, will not be in suspension. Not suspended animation, but full expression. Full expression is allowed there. Actually, this is one of the meanings of braja. Braja the unique meaning given by Jiva Goswami in his Gopal Champu, uh, how he comes up with it, uh, I cannot say, but from a grammatical, etymological point of view. But he says, brudge means all things appropriate. In other words, that place where all, all things have their expression in such a way that it is appropriate. What could be a better example than the Gopi's love for Krishna? There, what in this world would be inappropriate, especially in the conservative social circle of of the times in which it manifests in Bhoma Vrindavan, earthly Vrindavan. very inappropriate. Within, if you understand the Braj conception, it, it has its application there, most appropriate. All things properly adjusted. Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur used to give this definition of religion. Everything adjusted slightly. This is the the adjustment, Krishna-centered. We talked about this a little bit the other day. Not about giving up anything, except attachment to the thing. The sense that it's mine. Gopis had no attachment to their own bodies. But still, they dressed themselves beautifully, decorated themselves with ornaments and makeup and things, and uh, looked in the river to see their reflections, And like a young girl <laughs> who was very vain. But what was their consciousness? Only to please Krishna. This is the nature of love. It wants to give itself out, but at the same time, it hides itself. Because it realizes, well, everybody can't appreciate, so it retreats a little bit. So the highest love is giving itself out and hiding itself at the same time. On its face, Gopi's love for Krishna doesn't look like, looks very selfish, what they did. They risked the reputation of their families, their village, they went against religion and social norms and so forth, very selfish, only for their own interest, to meet with a boy at, at, in the dead of night. You look at anything, this is the highest love. Therefore nityam bhagata sevaya. You have to study bhagatam very carefully, pay close attention, it says, you have to understand what this is about. And this is the heart of the bhagatam, this is this whole uh, answer answer to the question what to do with my life and what to do at death this is the answer it comes in Rasalila what's the best thing to do with my life and especially what should I do at the time of death the answer comes in Rasalila we have to pay close attention to understand that you know, it is the highest love but it's camouflaging itself to some extent and not just anybody can understand. Mahaprabhu trying to give to everybody. That is love trying to give itself out. Hmm? Even he had to withdraw at a certain point. In the company of Sarup and Rai Ramananda. He couldn't be in the public. Hmm? I anymore. Antilila. Leela. Hmm? So it's Svetadweep, very secret place, like Private island. Have you heard about a man in the Finnish archipelago had his own private island? How will I go there? What will it, what will it be like? <laughs> I guess we're kind of there. It's not. <laughs> but it could sound better <laughs> on paper. It's pretty nice, actually, <laughs> because of all of you. Golok is also called like that. Svetadweep. But the. Raj, it's called the Greater Area Raj, and he's talking about its manifestation on earth. Very special. Actually, it is the consideration of the Goswamis at Goloka, where the Aprakat Lilas perform, the unmanifest unmanifested unmanifest to those on earth. That is the vibhav Prakash of Gokul, Boma Vrindavan. That is the expansion of earthly Vrindavan. Earth is a dear place to Krishna we look to the stars to go beyond but it's all happening here that's <laughs> that's the message this is where his lila can be performed like I've said before on location has added special effects human-like leela in human society so this brudge all things appropriate it can accommodate everything because there everything is properly centered it means cow pen pasture brudge as a verb it, mean, it indicates movement as a noun as a pasture it also means like herd and as a verb it indicates movement so a herd is moving the noun and the <laughs> verb uh, they kind of go together Krishna says in Gita what is this concluding statement sarva purit Ya māmi kam Sharanam Braja. There it means you should move, right? Krishna says, move, like we said yesterday. Sin and, and come to me. Move, he says. If you want a spiritual life, you have to be prepared to move a little bit, to change. You have to at least be prepared to bow your head. Trinādhupi sunit jena, this kind of movement Mahaprabhu said when you can move like this then you can chant in such a way as to attain prayer you know the meaning it means to be humble he said like blade of grass this is a big movement for us we are insulted at the smallest thing, especially if the sadhu says it to us. Although we take it from our wife or our husband or our kids all day long, our employer and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> well we have to be prepared to move. That's what Krishna says. Move. Get up. Move. <coughs> Change. Fellow wrote me said something like, You know, I, I understand the importance of Sadhu Sangha, Vaishnava association. So, but I live in a place where there's no association, what should I do? I told him, move. <laughs> I said, you have to be you have to be prepared to change a little bit. You have to be prepared to do something, something on your side. Don't wait it to, for this to fall on your head. It is falling, and it has a message. It's active. This Krishna Bhakti is active. This Gyan Mishra, in high sense, where the sense of the Godhood is, is too prominent, then they can't move. They have to simply sit, meditate upon Krishna. But Mahabhu has come, as we heard this morning, to give this Brajrasa. Mukhyarasa, and inside that, dasya, sakya, vatsalya, it's all movement. Not movement out of necessity, out of want, but out of fullness. Ganesh will reason that if you want, then you have to move. If you're full, if you're complete, then no desire, no reason to move. So the maya being the movement based on desire and a perceived necessity... Mukti is no movement, no desire. But Mabru had a different idea. Leela is like karma in appearance, but different. It's movement. Looks very similar, but it's not movement out of necessity. It's a kind of a necessity, but a different kind of necessity. The necessity of, that arises out of fullness. I'm so full, I have to dance and celebrate that and sing about that. This is the idea of Leela. One is work, that is karma, and the other is play, Leela. Work is out of weakness, and play is out of power, position of strength, no necessity. So Braj means move, to go, to move. And Sridhar said, reading the verse in his Gita commentary, when Krishna uttered these words, Sarva Dharman Prithya Jha Sharanam Braja. He said the word Braja, it means move, but he thought of it in terms of cow pen, pasture, the movement of the herd, the nomadic peoples of, of that place that are called Braja, because they're cowherds, they have cows, and they have to be on the move constantly for greener grasses. So Krishna's mind went to brudge and then he couldn't preach anymore. Stopped. End of the Gita. He mumbled a few words afterwards. <laughs> Sanjaya tried to you know, put an end on it. Krishna's mind went to, to brudge from Kurukshetra, hmm? from being the chariot driver of Arjuna to the brudge. He was silenced. He's living for that. We heard this earlier wherever he is with whatever devotee his mind is never off the gopis ever not for a moment that is the power of their love the power that it has over him Radhikari Preem Unmada guru nata. I am the disciple I am well known for dancing but she's my guru dancing guru my guru teacher and her brain drives me mad so this area the bridge, is an area of cow people like we said Gopalpuri Mathura the city that's the big city within the whole area of cow people surrounded by cow people herdsmen and they're moving so we have to be ready to move a little bit quite a bit that means you have to let go you cannot hold on. What is tenth offense to Nam Prabhu? To hold on. Nam has come. It us some inspiration. Move in this way. You should go here now. If you just pay a little attention, you know, oh, I should go now. Take this step. But we hold on. That is called Nam Aparad. Don't do that. This is all the movement you have to do. Let go. There's a story of one guru in ancient times. He had a disciple. They were living together in the banks of the river in a very um, beautiful setting. And then the guru went away to travel for some years. And the disciple became a little lonely and distracted and whatnot, and then he married and had children and livestock and whole life and so forth. And after many years, guru returned to that area And there was his disciple. And he said, come sit with me on the bank of the river like we used to sit and we'll discuss Harikata. (laughs) He said, well, I I just don't have enough time these days. uh, I really, uh, it's great that you're here. Can I give you some milk? Uh, I'll be back in a minute. I'm busy with this, that. I don't have enough time to come and sit like before. i I've got all these things that are now holding me back. So Gurudev said, okay, uh, that's all right, I understand no problem I'll go to the river and bathe take a little prasadam after that so he went to bathe in the river so he's bathing in the river and the man's inside cooking something his disciple and the Guru calls out help 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 so the disciples run to the bank of the river well, what's the matter But there's the Guru he's holding on to it like a branch growing out of the river some trees stuck in the river holding on to them help the says, what's the matter? This tree won't let me go. I can't get out of the river. The tree won't let me go. So the says, well, just let go. If the tree's not holding you. Let go. He said, oh, oh, okay, yeah, oh. Then he let go and smiled, and the disciple could understand everything. So then he went with the guru. He left everything. So that's all you have to do, just let go. It's, it's like this is the exercise, like this. It's easy. <laughs> just, open your, just open your hand, that's all. <laughs> so, don't hold back. And so inviting Krishna consciousness is, is to see the land of not Sanatana Goswami says here what? He says, Jayati Jayati Vrindaranyam itan Murari. He says, Jayati, Jayati, it means, oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. He, he's talking about himself here also. Jayati, Jayati, Brindaranyam, Etan, Morari. This land of, uh, Murari, Krishna, the forest of Brinda, Brindaranyam, Etad, means this, means nearby, here, means, Sanatana is saying, I'm, I'm living in this place now. This has become my adopted home, I've moved here, and I like it very much, he says. It's so inviting, so nice. I'm ecstatic, he says, jayati, jayati, living here in Krishna's land, Vrindalanya, the land of Muradi's land, the forest of Vrindalanya. I'm so happy here. This is such a sweet place. In his tika, he he cites a verse from Bhagavatam because he's begun this description, this invocation, invoking the blessings of the land, the holy place, about which he will uh, speak considerably in the Goloka Mahatmyam, second part of this book. He began by glorifying Mathura, the city and the Mathura-mandal, the greater area. And uh, he wants to say here, within that Mathura-mandal, there are special places as well. He quotes Bhagavatam, Vrindavanam, Govardanam, Jamunam, Cha, Polindi, something like this. This is from like 11th chapter of the 10th canto. He quotes a verse that Sukadeva spoke to the Raj, hmm. O King. He's expressing how Krishna felt when he arrived at Vrindavan, crossing the Jamuna, coming to Vrindavan and having the first glimpse of Govardhan. So these three places he will glorify successively here, Vrindavan, Jamuna, and Govardhana. And he quotes a verse to establish that within Mathura mandal, the Braj mandal, as it's called also, there are some special places. I will try to get their mercy by speaking about them, by glorifying them. As I say, this verse comes from the lips of Sukadev. Coming to the, at the conclusion of the description of how Krishna came to Vrindavan. He was living in Gokul, it's sometimes called Brihadvan, on the other side of the Jumuna. There he appeared as the son of Jashoda and Nanda Maharaj. There he killed the Putana and Shakatasura. Sura. There he fell the Yamalarjun trees with his. Hands tied behind his back to the mortar he pulled between the trees, they fell. And that was enough at that point. Mm-hmm. So many things had happened. Upananda, the elder brother of Nanda Maharaj, was concerned. He asked his wife, who would regularly visit the house of Nanda, to have the darshan of Ram and Krishna, the house of her brother-in-law. Nanda Maharaj is one of five sons. All of their names are derived from the root "nand" means bliss. There's Nanda, Sunanda, Sananda, Upananda, and so on. He's the middle brother. He became the king of the brudge. So when his wife, Upananda, his elder brother's wife, returned home, uh, he said, Dad, had you visited the king? Yes, how could I not? You see his beautiful sons and their family, uh, by your grace, I'm connected with them. My connection with you has brought me in connection with them. And what what's going on now? So, well, the, the boys, they, they're doing things like this. I saw it myself with my own eyes. They tricked the nurses, telling the nurses they would go one place hiding and then, and then s- sneaking out they went into the forest. And then... When nurses found out, they went and told their employers, Rohini and Yashoda, the boys, the boys have gone. So Mother Yashoda was a little fearful to go after them, to go after Krishna. Why was she afraid to go after Krishna? They had just gotten over a real traumatic experience, mother and son. Krishna had just been traumatized, his mother as well. It was all Indra's fault. It's a long story, but... He was just a child. Kumar. Not even five years old. They wanted to perform that Indra Yagya. Everybody in the house was out. Only Mother Yashoda was home alone with no assistance. And she's cooking the milk herself that was taken from special cows who grazed on special grasses (laughs) arranged by Nanda Maharaj because the sun... Krishna was found to be crawling out to other people's houses to eat milk and steal butter there. So they thought, well, if we make really good milk and butter and sweets, then he'll stay at home. So Mother Yasoda's home and she's cooking and, and, and holding the boy and the, she's nursing the boy. The milk's boiling over, so she puts him down to attend to the milk and he can't deal with it. He's traumatized. My mother has put me down when she was uh, you know I was nursing what's the cause of this it's that Indra so he, of course he, he, he tried to work it out <laughs> that is the whole Gopard and Leela did a good job of working out his childhood t- trauma and he was actually he was a little older at that time but there was another trauma but during the Amalarjun Leela he was also traumatized there he he was tied up by his mother. Imagine if your mother tied you up. They would sue you these days. Mother tied him up. Tied him to a tree in the yard. And see what happened. And then he broke the two trees. And so the mother the mother, had chased him with a stick. So he was traumatized by this. So she thought, now she's hearing He's gone out. He's stealing away into the forest. If I go after him, I just made up with him. After he had broken the trees and all, then all the neighbors came and on the marsh came. Tied him. What have you done? You've tied him up. What? What is this? She tried to explain, but she was at a loss for words. She ran into her bedroom and closed the door and cried. Mother Rohini said, It's time to go and take milk from your mother. No, I did not want any. Stayed with his father. His father just took some milk from the cows, put it on the stove, heat it up, put a little rock candy in there to sweeten it. Krishna drank that that night. Finally, after some time, Nanda Maharaj and Rohini convinced him, go and see your mother, she's crying. So he went in, they made up. Now only a few days later, he's running off. She's thinking, if I go chase after him, he'll think, here I am again, mean mother, coming to tie him up. So how she could get him back? The nurses had no power to bring him back, so she sent Rohini. She went, she tried to call him. Ram and Krishna playing with other friends, they wouldn't come. So Mother Yasoda came, but she stayed at a little bit of a distance and called Ram, Ram, why don't you come? It's time for your dinner, and your father is waiting. Though Ram always anxious to please Mother so although he was enwrapped in play with Krishna, she was able to get his attention. He started to come. Then she could move a little bit closer. Then she told Krishna, Oh, it's your birthday, special day. She lied to him. (laughs) She By the way, it's your birthday, son. And you know what a nice time we have on your birthday, don't you? This way she was able to capture the two of them and bring them back. Then she made like a play-birthday celebration to satisfy him. This way uh, brought them home. So this news was told to Upananda by his wife. This is what happened. And he's becoming more concerned. Hmm? These two mothers, these beautiful boys, and so many inauspicious things have happened here, so many problems. Now they're running off into the forest by themselves. But uh, we have to do something. So we called a, a town meeting of the elders to be held in the cow pen. And there they all came together, and he made his proposition. Krishna sitting on his lap, lap of his uncle, pulling on his uncle's beard and saying meaningless things while they're trying to have a serious meeting. Nupananda made his his case. There have been so many problems here. There was the putana, this one and that one, big trees are falling down and all. And uh, it's just a miracle that no one has been killed especially the boys who are just right in the midst of all these things. Now, we're devotees of God, that's true, and and we know that God will protect us. But at the same time, devotees do not like to put God in that position, that he will render any service unto them. So I don't think it's fair that we should stay here and just think God will protect us. We should move. After all, we are the brudge people. So we're supposed to move anyway. That's what our name, the name that comes, that describes us, indicates. Whether one should move, one should analyze what's wrong with the place one's in and what's good about the place one will go. See so what nice instructions he's giving. You should analyze what's wrong with material consciousness, material world, the identity based on material attachment, thoroughly, thoroughly. This is Vedanta. So you get a negative impetus. And then you should thoroughly analyze what's on the other side. Bhakti. What is the nature of that place? And have positive impetus. These two combine together then move. This is the idea. So he made this this kind of presentation to them. You see they had a lot of wisdom in these in these stories of these coward people. It sounds pretty simple. Well we should decide what's wrong with this place and what's what's good about another place weigh them out, and if the good outweighs the bad, then, the, then we should move. So this way he... Nanda was a little reluctant, but as it came, but he was ultimately convinced, and so then, when he was convinced in that moment, then immediately, Upananda said, okay, let's, let's immediately, start now. You said it, you were just, you, you've agreed, so it's auspicious, we should do, everyone get ready making a big noise, collecting everything, putting everything in the covered wagons, and rounding up all the cows, and packing up their whole place. They set out to cross the Jamuna and go to Vrindavan. What was on that side? Grasses, beautiful grasses, and at the foot of Govardhan, and Govardhan means that which nourishes the cows. So they were cow people. Good reasoning they should go there. This way they set out, and Krishna and everyone dressed in their finest clothes, Krishna and and Ram sitting on the laps of Rohini and Jashoda, and uh, they were either being talked about or talked to by their mothers. Talked about them or talking to them. Another ladies running along the side, just talking about their sons and so forth. This way they're proceeding. And Krishna asked, Where are we going? Oh, we're going and we're going across the Jamuna to Brindavan. To when are we going to come come back home? And Yashoda laughed. She said, well, We're taking our home with us. Said, we are? How is that? And Ram laughed. Just see, this is our home. That's the kitchen. It's inside that wagon over there. And this is that. And our whole home is in, inside the wagons. The whole home is moving. Then Christian looked out and said, Oh yeah, I can see the trees are coming with us. <laughs> it's like when you ride you know, on the train, it looks like the trees are moving. <laughs> the trees are coming too. Oh. And this way they traveled. Hmm? And they floated across the and making like big pontoons and kusha grass and bamboo poles and so forth. They floated everything across. And as they approach the shore, then Krishna and Balaram looking, what kind of tree is that that lays eggs? Oh, dropping all those eggs? That's a fig tree. And what kind of tree is that, Ram would say, that's uh, that, that? Where's the dreadlocks? Well, that's a banyan tree. Hmm? And what kind of animal is that that, that jumps up high and has a, has a tree growing out of its head? Oh, that's a deer. <laughs> hmm. yeah, this way, <laughs> and uh, this way, they asked about everything. It was like Chidahari when you drive. What kind of tree is that? <laughs> so he's got it. <laughs> he's got it. So very curious they were. Just like cows are very curious. Cowherd people Vaisha's very curious type. <laughs> so Krishna's like that. Vaishya very curious. This way they're learning about everything. It means also they are interested in every species of Vrindavan, every type of species. They have love for everyone there, and everyone and everything has love for them. So this is where they entered into Vrindavan, across the Jamuna, and set up camp at the foot of Govardhan, like a big half-moon. They made all their covered wagons around, and they took brambles and thorn bushes and put it all around in a big area. They set up their camp, hmm, <coughs> gradually developed the area, Saraj says, Pariksit Marsh. These places, vrindavan and Jamuna Govara, they, they gave Krishna-preeti so much happiness, so much love. So Sanatana Prabhu says, that, therefore, you see, these places within the Braj mandala within Mathura-mandala, they're very special. And amongst them first, let me say, he says something about Vrindavan jayati, jayati, vrindalanyam etad I like this place very much. I'm living here, it's here, in this place, in Vrindavan. that he wrote this book, Prihat Bhagavatamrita, in a happy mood. Have you seen his place there? <coughs> Madan Mohan temple? Have you been there? Been erected high and high on the hill, overseeing the Jamuna. Mm, what You can imagine what it was like 500 years ago, how he found a nice setting for himself to do his bhajan with no disturbance in the beautiful uh, setting of Vrindavan along the banks of the Jamuna. And there he worshipped the deity. Hmm? And he used to move around Vrindavan, different places and so forth. So he says, I'm very happy living here why don't you come and live with me, he says, in Vrindavan. He says that priyātma, priyātama-ati, priyātama-ati, sadhusvānta-vaikuntho-vāsat, this place is priyātama-ati, it is just too much dear, too much ati-ati, too much dear, too much wonderful, happy place. That Krishna likes it so much that he's happier here than he is in Vaikuntha and happier here than he is in the hearts of the rishis, like Shantabhaktas, those kind of sadhus. He's happier here. Why is he happier here? Because in this place he's free. And Bhagavatam says, Janmadi Asiyataha Itarata Chata Eshu Abigna Swarat. Swarat means free, independent. So Bhagwan is independent. But where is he really independent? That is in Vrindavan. Is he independent in Vaikuntha? Not really, not entirely. Is he independent in Dwarka? Not entirely. Not even in the city of Mathura. There he has to abide by various Vedic customs. He's not free to be available to everyone at all times. In Vrindavan, he's free. Therefore, he appears as a gopa. No one can blame him for doing what he wants, eating with his left hand. He can't do that in Dwarka. He can't eat with his left hand and be the king. He has to go into a palace every now and then and stay there. And people have to wonder outside. When's he going to come out? When's he going to come out? You can't get out of him. But in Vrindavan, he's free for everybody to access. Anybody can come over to his house. His friends just charge right in and sit down at the dinner table with him. They don't have to ask permission. Can I come in and see Krishna? They just charge right in. Spend the night with him, some of them or hide in his bed while he goes out. <laughs> it's possible. He's completely free there. This is uh, the source of everything. jan This is This means Bhagavan Krishna. Aham sarvasya matasarvam pavartase. In Vrindavan, he's independent. In Vrindavan, he can break the Vedic rules. He can kill a demon and give them bhatsalya bhakti like Putana. In Dwarka and Mathura, Generally, he would kill. They would go to heaven or get some kind of liberation. He had to abide by the religious, what the shastra says will happen, and so forth. But in Madhaban, he can transcend all that, break all that. He's free there. He just—he's just like you all want to be. We all want to be. We want to be able to just do whatever we want. To just let it all hang out or whatever. Do your own thing. This is what everybody wants to do. Because this is what Bhagwan is doing, Krishna. Swami Bhagavan, in his original form, he's just like that. So the idea is you can join him. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's Krishna consciousness. Sounds pretty attractive. (laughs) This is our teaching. Do whatever you want, whenever you want. (laughs) Which is what everybody wants (laughs) to do. Just only one qualifier. Know what you are, to begin with. And it's the Vedanta. You're not the body. So let's get that straight. <laughs> then, now that you know what you are, you can do whatever you want. You can fly as high as you like. You can become Krishna's friend. You can become Krishna's lover. You can become his mother. That means going high in the spiritual sky. You can make the absolute truth appear like your, like your son, to be chastised by you, like your lover, like your friend. This is Swarat. This is independence. You understand? This is Freedom. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. You make your will one with his. You have no separate will. Then he will express himself. He is ananda himself. Ananda itself. Express himself through you. That's what we call leela. Satchinta-beda-beda. You become one with him. No separate interest. No separate desire. Then he, as he likes to play himself out, he will do so through you. His shakti in leela. Fully, he's fully at home there. This is the idea. So it is Priyattama Ati. It is completely over the top. This place is so dear to Krishna. This is where he can... God can be himself. He doesn't have to be God anymore. He doesn't have to be constantly venerated and worshipped and stand there and attend the Arctic. You're know, you you troubled because you have to go at a certain time. He's troubled too. i got to stand there at a certain time. They come at this time. They ring the bell. Go through all these things. It has its place, but it doesn't attract me very much. He says, "There's another kind of bhakti. It's not even—it's not devotion. It's love. It attracts me, where the object of love and the, the shelter of that love—they become one. There's no more offering. Offering is, this is, is another consciousness. I have something to offer to him. There's no separation here." fully identified the cowards are fully identified with person. just like if you love somebody if you love somebody and then they and they put their hand on your shoulder you don't think anything of it but if you're walking down the street and somebody just touches you you go oh, this is touch me watch it or you touch them. excuse me I'm sorry but if someone loves you then you can touch them they touch you it's like extension of your own body this is pranay. This pranay, this is really the the basis of the whole Brajdila. It kind of begins here. There's some dasyam, but it's also tinted with Sakya. And this pranay, this is this, uh, uh This is the, the Mool, the Pradhan of Sakya. Oh Bhagyam, oh Bhagyam, Nanagopa Brajokasam. Yan Mitram Paramanam, Puna Brahma Sanatanam. Brahma said, blessed are the people of the Braj. Yon Mitram Paramanandam. The Paramanandam, Param Brahma, has become their friend. It begins here, friendliness, and goes up from there. Friendliness means equals. Do you understand? Equals. No reverence. And it develops from there. And here Sanatan says, he wants to point out where it goes. Ramyati. He's mentioning no cowherds and cows, he says, that there, in Vrindavan, he's always tending his cows. Oh, he has his friends. Elders, they're cowherd people too. This is their whole livelihood, taking care of cows. Cows are... In, what are cows cows means who give only these are the most giving species they ask nothing I mean they they will eat anything (laughs) we have cows they will eat anything they do they eat anything and everything they get nourishment from anything just any grass growing any straw if you go (coughs) to the market and you want to buy hay for the cows you say I want to buy some hay for the cows oh we've got some straw we need to take that no, I want alfalfa. No, they don't need, they don't need that. That's They can get nourishment from just straw, from bedding, what would be bedding for other animals. Of course, we feed them as much as nice as we can, but the point is, straw is like dead grass. They can, they can get nourishment from that. And what do they make from that? Milk. And they give the milk. And cows, I mean, nobody... Nobody passes as much stool as a cow, no animal, nothing. Human society, animals, I mean, it's just overwhelming. We are cleaning up after them all the time. And it's cleaning our hearts and using that to fertilize and so forth. such a valuable ingredient. You can sell cow dung, make a profit, even after they stop giving milk. So this is a big form of giving. They can pull it, plow, and till the, help to till the soil. They can milk. If from milk, you can make so many things. Even from the cow dung and cow urine, it's useful. So they're just giving, giving, giving. That's what we're supposed to do. Give, give, give. Give and live. But we wonder, who will protect us if we give? Who will take care of us if we're always giving? And here's your answer. Mm-hmm. Gopal. He's, he's always surrounded by cows. It means that, who are givers, he takes care of them. So tending his cows with his millions and millions of cowherds, friends, hmm? and he says here, it's not He's he blowing his flute. And why is he blowing his flute? He wants to attract the minds of the gopis. This is the specialty of Braj. What is the specialty of Vaikuntha? Lakshmi is there. What is the specialty of Vrindavan? Lakshmi Sahasra. Thousands of Lakshmis. Shri Akanta Kanta Paramaha This is his opulence. Vaikuntha is uh, opulent because the goddess of fortune is there. Next to Narayan as she should be. And Vrindavan, thousands of Lakshmis gopis, thousands and millions of them, Lakshmi Sahasrata Samarama Seva, Shriyakanta Kanta Purusha Kalpataru, the trees are Kalpataru, means every tree is wish-fulfilling and there are also wish-fulfilling trees, <laughs> there's a species of wish-fulfilling trees, but besides that every tree is wish-fulfilling is Chintamani. The land is, is a touchstone. Just the, just the st- ordinary stones and earth is this Chintamani. What to speak then of the Vadurja, money and other jewels that are there. So many of them. What about them? What they must be like? Kataganam, Natyam, Gamanam. The walking is dancing. The talking is singing. So, what must be the singing? What must be the dancing in that place? And Priyasaki, the f- constant companion, the flute, the flute. Well, Krishna is playing the flute. And here it is mentioned that he's herding the cows. He's with his friends. Ostensibly, he's playing the flute to call the cows, but really, he's trying to attract the minds of the gopis. He got his flute, first flute, from Shiva, Madhav, in, in the, at the end of the Govardhan Leela. Met Govinda Kund, and all the gods came and gave them the blessing, gave him the name Govinda, then they all gave him a gift. Shiva gave him a bamboo flute, he took that home to practice on, playing the different notes to see the, how he could affect people. He would play and the trees would melt, and the water would stop, and the land would turn liquid. it's doing pretty good, <laughs> but uh and he would play, in, the, in another note, and cows would shoo, milk, just would pour out of their udders like an ocean. This is where to you know. It's an island and surrounded by milk, just overflowing in milk. But he's practicing, 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 so that he could attract the gopis. He became expert enough. He, all the gopis came. All of them came except for one. He knew he had not perfected his flute playing. Told him all, go home. Hmm. Finally, he could attract the attention of Radha. Then he knew, I've become an expert. What is this flute? His his flute means he's blowing. It means his prong, his life. This is his life. His whole life is going into this flute. Hmm. He's sharing his whole life in the flute. He's putting out a message. But words cannot do justice to, cannot express at how much he loves gopis and radha. So much. He cannot put it in words. He puts it in a bamsi in a flute. Bamsi, bamsa. Vamsa also means Bamsa means like dynasty, royalty. It's like if you take a message, the king took a message and sent it special secret message, wanted to pass it along. This is what his flute playing is like. A message that, that, that no one else can really understand. I don't even understand it. Just the way I feel. What can you say about love? We cannot express it. But the gopis can understand that sound. Now the wonderful thing here is, the cows can also understand what he's doing. The cow herds, his friends, they can also understand what he's doing. He's with them. But they know he's thinking of the gopis. And you know what? It doesn't bother them at all. Why? Because they're there for one reason. Everybody's there for one reason. If you hear about a place that has trees that you can get whatever you want from, cows that are kamdenu, if you milk them, you can get whatever you want out of their udder. You think, wow, what a great place. I'll go there. There's so many things I want. (laughs) When Mahaprabhu asked at the end of Rathayatra one year that Surup Damada and Srivast Pandit have a debate about the glories of Vrindavan versus the glories of Vaikuntha. Srivast took the role of Narada and Surup Damada Prabhu, he took the role of of a Ragbhakta a Ragh-bhakta, and Narada is a Bhairi-bhakta. And then they presented their case, just see the glories of Lakshmi and so forth, and Surup Damodar would present his case and so forth. and. In the course of that description, the Asuruptamana made the point, this place is full of like desire trees and wish-fulfilling cows and so forth. But the wonderful thing about it is what? That those people who live there, they don't want anything. That's the really special, you know. If, if you lived in such a place you could, but you don't want anything, what have you got then? Possessed of love of Krishna, they want to please Krishna, whatever He wants they're living for that they have no separate interest whatsoever and when, when Srivas heard the conclusion he went
1: Yahoo! like this
0: <laughs> and he took us he showed himself as Madhu Mangal this is his brudge identity he said yeah that's right that's where we want to go <laughs> that kind of place people like that friends like that of Krishna who know about his romantic life they're only interested in assisting him. When he feels separation from Radha and he, he can't go there because his her munjaris won't even let him in the door because he's displeased Radha in, in some way and she's showing her, her anger, displeasure with him, which gives him so much pleasure to see. He can't enter, then he'll reach subal and say, Say something, say something. Hmm? Then he was singing Radhanam, Radhanam. Radhe, 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 for Krishna. Cowherd friends, cows, they all know Krishna's in love with Radhe. They can't come out and just celebrate it openly because that's, that's not what the Leela's about. What makes it the way it is, is that it's hidden. But it's not unknown to them. The elders know it too. They want it, but it's socially inappropriate. Therefore they resist it and, and show Patsaya... Rasa shows some opposition to Madhurja externally. But all these rasas are living together harmoniously, actually. This is the main show, the hero and the heroine. This is what it's about. It's a love story. And other players are there. And that love story cannot go on without those players. At the same time, those other players are, come out of the love story. So it is the Adi Rasa. And it is the Rasa, as we heard this morning. And everybody's there because what? Because they have no separate desire. They have no envy. <laughs> I had uh, there was a fellow. He was an initiated devotee, and he uh, he started hearing about Krishna Leela in in some greater detail than he had heard before from a guru, and then he he became confused. He told me, he said, you know, I had an idea to be like a, a cowherd friend of Krishna's. And then I, I came to understand that, that Krishna's absorbed in Madhurya Rasa, and even with the cowherd voice, he's, he's thinking about the gopis. And I thought, well, that's weird. He said, I thought, you know, he's not, not even going to think about me, and I'm going to be his friend. What kind of friend is that? This is, this is, this is why fools rush in, where are a danger. What is it? Angels dare to tread. You have to understand a thing properly. Give up your separate interest. It has no place there. As much as we have separate interest, we cannot understand what this is about. You can hear a little bit, you can understand a little bit, but this is real understanding. He went away from Gaudi Roshnu. Now recently, he, he he came back, I heard. But Do you understand? They're cowards, they don't think like that. Oh, Krishna wants to be with Radhi, he doesn't want to be with me. What What kind of friend are you? But no, they they, are they only want to serve Krishna. They're all celebrating the this, this same thing to one extent. And their role is, is part of it, so there's no envy there. Mm. Everyone's supporting one another. It's like that story I used to tell of Prabhupada when I went once with him to one of the farm projects that were in America, and we were in the barn and looking at the cows and there was the elders were there and some children were there there was a dog and there was a cat in the barn the cows and the calves and then a mouse ran across the floor like that and every mouse it's kind of you know everybody noticed but the cat didn't run after the mouse the dog didn't run after the cat the kids didn't have to try to stop the dog the parents didn't have to start try to stop the children Prabhupada didn't have to try to stop the adults, say, calm down, calm down. It just happened, but he stood there. And so, this was kind of a stunning moment, and then everything went on, and the next morning, we were returning back to New York on a bus, and I was going on the bus with Prabhupada, and I was right behind him, and as he stepped onto the bus, he turned around, he said, did you see it? I said, see what, Prabhupada? He said, there were the adults, there were the children, there was the the cows, the calves, the dog, the cat, and the mouse. Everyone living harmoniously. He said, this is Vrindavan, he said. I said, yeah. Okay. When so we got on the bus and he sat down and he turned around, I was sitting behind him, he turned around and he said, did you see it? He said it to me like two or three times. Did you see it? And I said, yes. He said, and then he just said the whole thing and there was the cat, there was the mouse. Was, this is Vrindavan. Yeah. Third time I, he asked me, I said, you are Vrindavan, <laughs> wherever you are, that is Vrindavan, there's a consciousness, hmm? right? There's a place that corresponds with that, and it's saranam, and it's satam. If had no envy, it is truthful, honest. Honesty requires some simplicity, just be honest, that's all. Honest with yourself, honest orientation to go to your Vaishnavism, and no envy. Happy to see others advance. Not that he's getting the mercy, but what about me? No. You're asking for justice, or are you asking for mercy? <laughs> Easy. You're talking about mercy, but you're asking for justice. That makes no sense. We are in line for mercy. Now, don't talk about justice. Mercy is overruling justice. This is the whole Vrindavan Leela. It is mercy, it's overruling justice. Mahaprabhu is overruling justice. What would be, we want justice to prevail, forget it. We have no hope. So we're in in line waiting for mercy. If the person ahead of us gets it, then we're just encouraged. It's available. (laughs) I'm in the line here. It comes in this line, I can see it. So I'll just wait here patiently. It will come. Position myself in such a way that I might draw that down. This is idea, how to go to Vrindavan. It's not a plane ticket, right? Not a particular geographical place. So in this way, our Sanatana Goswami, who is uh, glorifying Sri Vrindavan, down the place of his own residence, the place where he's written Sri Brihattva Bhagavatamrita. Sanatana Goswami, Prabhu Kijaya. Bhagavatamrita ki Any question? Yes. You mentioned yesterday that there's no, like, Vrindavan like, is beyond all doubt. There's no room for doubt in the spiritual world. But then a bit later you were talking about how, like, the gopis doubt their love, love for Krishna and if love loves them, so is it... Uh, it's like there's no time, but there's time. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's what? like, It's like... Krishna's everywhere, but he's moving. How can you be everywhere and move? Where is there to go? <laughs> that is Leela. So all these things are there as part of the Leela. So they're they're like part of the drama. They're not really there. Just like in a drama. It's not really happening, but it <laughs> but it's there, so it's a play. It is really happening. But, but anyway, it's a drama. So that in the drama, all these things are like props and part of the affair. Mm. There's no confusion. They love Krishna. They don't have any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And Krishna loves them. But for the sake of Leela, the nature of the love being romantic love, then, that aspect will be there. That doubt, it's just like you say... In, in love there'll be no no violence, but we know there's such a thing as lover's quarrel, right? So, peace is the antithesis of war and love is an extension of peace, right? I mean, if you have peace, then there's no war. And if there's no war and the society is healthy, then it will have something to do also in peacetime, healthy interaction and so forth. So love. So we say, in so in, in love there's no there's no war. Make love, not war, they say, right? They still say, make love, not war. So these two are the antithesis. But the same thing we have lovers quarrel, right? But that's just a particular expression of love. Therefore, a smart person will never get in the middle of that. You try to break it up and then side with one over the other, and they both end up hating you. You're just getting in the middle of their love, that's all. Just, you know, you're just getting in their bed practically. It's just not done. So, it's an apparent quarrel. So, there's apparent doubt, but there's no doubt. You follow? Yeah. But do they actually like... Do they really feel like they are doubting? They could actually like... They could believe that Krishna really doesn't love them? Or is it like they know that, okay, I'm paying you. No, they are so lost in the play that they don't know. This is the whole speciality of Vrindavan. Krishna doesn't even know that he's God. He doesn't even know it, he's forgot it. It comes to memory every now and then, but for the most part he's forgot it. It's a drama, but but it's he really is the son of Yeshoda. He really that's who he really is. He really corresponds with that that love. The lover of Radha. He really is. That's his real identity. So It's completely real in the experience, but it's completely transcendental and in that sense different, categorically different than the expression of that here. Because here, what? You may doubt that someone loves you, but when you find out that they do, what you don't realize is that they really don't. (laughs) Isn't it? Because all love here is selfish, it's all self-centered, and actually love is not selfish at all, it's without any selfishness. There's always going to be some selfishness in material love, because as much as we've identified with the body, we have some perceived needs, and to that extent we can't be a giver. We have to be a taker. So we're seeking a relationship to feel more complete ourselves, so there's taking involved. So while you're in a relationship, you may doubt the other person loves you, but when you find out they do, you're really being cheated they don't so there they may it's just the opposite you see there is real love what else another question yes in the Bhagavatam when when this uh, move from Gokula to Vrindavan is described how come they don't say anything about crossing the Yamuna it's not mentioned in Bhagavatam no it's mentioned in Harivams Purana and and uh, Vishnu Purana. Um, so, oftentimes many of the details are left out in Bhagavatam. It's not as much focused on the details as it is on the sentiments, the Bhava. But they have to cross the Jamuna to get to Vrindavan. All right, anyway, very nice speaking with you all. Shri Krishna Bhagavan ki jai, जय Maha महाप्रभु ki jai, yeah, yeah. Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, yeah, yeah. बहुत